What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the You Know Ball podcast. If you are watching this on YouTube, please remember to like, subscribe, turn on your notifications, hit that bell so that you get videos anytime that I drop, especially now that the NBA is back. We're going to be pumping out even more content. We did the drunk stream last night. You can check that out on our YouTube channel, or you can get the audio on our Patreon as well. I upload all the audio to that feed, the premium feed as well, and you can get this entire episode on the Patreon as well. This is a preview part where we talk about the Lakers, LeBron, all of that mess that's happening there right now. This is my cope for the Sixers losing last night. If you want my Sixers takes and you want my expanded thoughts on the Sixers and Doc Rivers and Joel Embiid and Nihilus Bucks takes on the Bucks, and we talked about the Celtics and the Warriors as well, please subscribe on the You Know Ball Patreon. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the You Know Ball Podcast. I am your host, Trill Bro Dude, and today... Returning to the podcast from his probably his longest absence since he started coming onto the podcast. We have Gregory Smith, aka Nihilus Bucks, and now he will be our anti-Lakers insider because I feel bad about the Sixers after last night, especially after that Joel Embiid performance. So in order to cope, we're gonna talk some shit on the Lakers. So what's going on, Gregory? Uh not much. I just want to start out with an opening. Uh, just I feel so bad. Well, I don't feel that bad. He just got the bag. But Darvin Ham trying to run the Bud offense with possibly the worst shooting team in the NBA is the funniest thing I've ever seen. It's tough. Like he uh he even did the uh, blue tape on the ground, which is a thing that only Bucks fans will understand. Because like when Bud first got to practice. Uh, he just put blue tape at the corners and at the top of the key. And he's like, this is where you need to be on offense. And that was like a huge meme or whatever. And Lakers started doing it. And it's like, we have Lonnie Walker posted. Uh, <laughs> like, okay. Let's just immediately get into the Lakers. Sh- okay. Juan Toscano Anderson, who it was uh, the Warriors when they were like an eight seed. He was playing c- c- uh, significant minutes for them as a role player. When they were a t- when they won the title, he didn't play. He was end of the bench, didn't play. Yes, he is the Lakers' sixth man. He was the first person off the bench for the Lakers last night. It is tough. It's really tough. It, h- half the, lo- the roster the Lakers had last year is out of the NBA. That's unheard. Of. <laughs> so that is crazy, especially because. The approaches, and we'll talk about Rob Palinka in a little bit, who somehow just got extended. I have no idea how Rob Palinka got extended at all. But this was what they shot. You, you want to talk about their shooting last night? On open threes, four to six feet away, a defender was. So we're talking not like an open three, like a Tobias Harris three. We're talking about like a Matisse Seibel three. We're talking about like an well, Isaac, Isaac Okoro. Okoro. The, I mean, we should just start calling them Okoro threes because... Isaac Okoro shot the most wide open threes in the NBA, four to six feet away, your average defender. They shot seven for 28. So they shot 25% on wide open threes last night. I'm surprised they made seven. <laughs> it did not feel like that. Probably four of them were Matt Ryan, who I didn't even, I forgot existed. <laughs> like, did anyone know this guy exists? I only knew, remember, he existed because obviously he shares the name with the the uh, 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 suddenly terrible quarterback. Yes, both washed. Yeah, that that was the. Only, I, I knew he existed because he was one of the seventy five white guys that was on the Celtics last year. The Celtics just had yes. their end of bench white guys, and he barely he was on a two way contract with the Celtics. He signed with the Lakers like four weeks ago, 
And apparently yeah. Darvin Ham was like pounding the table at press conferences for him to make the team because they needed shooting so badly. And as you could see last night, he can at least shoot off movement, do some things, but he can't do absolutely anything else. These are players that they're relying on. So you're talking about Juan Toscano-Anderson, Matt Ryan, who has never really played in the NBA before. He had like... He was getting first quarter minutes, and I think he played like twenty two minutes or something like that. It was crazy. Yeah, uh, I mean they, but like, what else? It, it's kind of similar to the Sixers situation with uh, Furkan Korkmaz during his like breakout season or whatever. Not saying that Matt Ryan is even as good as Furkan Korkmaz, but like they're just so desperate to have that shooting on the court. When, when, even when Patrick Beverly, who we were all like, when they got Patrick Beverly, we were like, okay, he's at least their third best player now. He went one for five from the field, three points, two rebounds, two assists, got in foul trouble, only only was able to play 25 minutes. Highest plus minus on the team. <laughs> Highest plus minus on the team. What was it, a negative 25? A minus six, I think, actually. <laughs> now, like, keep in mind, they are playing the defending champion Warriors, a team that has won four championships. But, okay, but, but why are they, they on had- opening night? Because they have LeBron James on the team and they're the Lakers. I mean, what else? It's not, you know why? Like, there it is. There it is, folks. Duh. Like, it's not like, why are they here? We know why they're here. They're the Lakers and they have LeBron James on their team. Like, what also was kind of weird, just as a quick aside, was obviously the Bucks won last year and it was a Bucks opening ceremony, game, 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 ring night ceremony, game was such an awkward, like, hard cut that it was just like, I don't know. I know they're on the West Coast, so they were going to tip off second, but it just felt weird to have a game and then have the ring ceremony in the middle and then the game instead of ring ceremony, game, game. Yeah, I that is kind of odd. I don't know if I've ever seen that before. And it inspired the photo that we're using for this episode, which is LeBron like staring directly, looking at Steph get his fourth ring. And it's just funny to see, like, and this has been brought up a ton, But it's just funny to see, like, the opposite sides of the street that these two are on in terms of Steph doesn't really get involved in the front office stuff. He kind of lets the front office do whatever they're going to do. And it's not to say that the Warriors front office has been perfect. We've criticized them a lot for the Wiseman pick over at LaMelo. Uh, You know, they've done a ton of things that were not fantastic. But they've also hit on enough draft picks, been conservative enough, smart enough to go out and get D'Angelo Russell, turn him into Andrew Wiggins, get that extra pick. Whereas the like the Lakers have made the wrong move at basically every turn imaginable. And it, like I don't even think a rush trade can save this team. No, okay, so we'll get to it. Uh yeah, we'll get to why I think it like it's like needs to happen. For, I mean, obviously it needs to happen, but it's still not going to fix anything. Uh, retro, uh, like in big picture wise, it'll fit fix things in the short term. Sure. Uh, but like this game was the ideal outcome for the Lakers, and they they were blown up by thirty or whatever the final <laughs> score was. They not lost close. by like twenty. Yeah, it was not the the score was not that. <laughs> yeah. the score was the was not indicative. Yes. Yeah. The only reason it was a game was because Steve Kerr got on his bullshit because he decided to play an all-bench lineup. James Wiseman. If if the Warriors were playing their playoff rotation, they would have won by 80 points. Yeah, like like, they played played Dante DiVincenzo, Jermichael Green, James Wiseman, Jordan Poole. Like, 
and I like Jordan Poole, but the other guys, they're 14. Okay, so they lost by 14. They were down 20 going into the fourth quarter. It was it did, it was not a 14-point game, if you actually yeah, watch. The but, fact that the yeah, Lakers look, were even somewhat in the game at halftime from a scoreboard perspective was a minor miracle. Yeah, like Anthony Davis looked like theoretical Anthony Davis, at least for a lot yeah, of it for there. for the first which, half, yeah. Yeah, so, like, and again, LeBron is LeBron James, and then... Uh, Russ had almost had a triple double and was not awful. And it was just like, okay, your big three showed up, had it all good games. I would, I even say Russ had a good game, which should t- tell you if it was oh, actually decent. If I'm saying Russell Westbrook did yes. anything positive, famously uh, said he was not yeah. a top 30 point guard before last 40, season. 40, 40 point and, guard. Yeah. And now he's, he's not like top 60, but uh, <laughs> it's just. I don't yeah, it's like what what is your upside here? What what everything went right. Obviously you, you expect Lonnie Walker, Wenyan Gabriel to what what else what else did they gonna expect here? Well, they gotta like, get Dennis Schroeder and Thomas Bryant back. That's their Okay, they each have a fucked up hand. Just cut one of them cut them one off from each guy, staple one on the other guy, and you're good. There you go. Yeah. You just solved it. Uh why don't they just uh, but, do that and instead of missing three weeks? <laughs> you have one guy miss, a, like, a lot, and then one guy's back One guy have to retire from the NBA because <laughs> he doesn't have a hand anymore. Give the other guy. No, like, I, even those guys, like, their depth was so shaky before this. And then they lose two guys who were supposed to be key kind of rotation players for them. And... I just don't really know what you can do other than like hope that bad shooters become good shooters. I don't, I don't know. Like LeBron's not trying on defense anymore. Anthony Davis, at least theoretically, like you said, looked good. The jump shooting is still bad though. As, yeah, but also the AD stuff's gonna go away as soon as Thomas Bryant comes back because they're gonna stop having AD play center again. So, so they'll put him to the four. But then maybe at least yeah. he won't think that he needs to shoot as much. Over the past two seasons. These are the five worst jump shooters on efficiency field goal percentage in the NBA on high volume. So that means guys that are in their start, guys in the starting five. This is from Kirk Goldsberry. Number five is Russell Westbrook. Number four is Giannis. Number three is uh, Pokashevsky. Number two is Jimmy Butler. And number one is Anthony Davis. So the Lakers have two of the five worst high volume jump shooters in their starting lineup and it's like last year their strategy was let's go out and get a bunch of older players veteran guys who some who have been here before rondo dwight howard and as you said before not in the nba currently not on a not a single team has picked up any of these guys let's go get them and let's also get guys who can shoot Wayne Ellington, Ben McElmore, whatever, but they can't do anything else. And now it feels like they went the complete opposite direction. It was just a massive overcorrection of, okay, so we're not going to get vets anymore. We're going to get young guys. So we're going to go over to Lonnie Walker, Juan Toscano Anderson, the guys we've brought up that uh, Troy Brown Jr. who also didn't play last night. Yeah. And... They can't shoot at all, but they're athletic. So, like, you need some balance here. You need some shooting, okay. some defense. Like, that's why Patrick Beverly always made sense for this team. And if if he's not hitting a shot like he did last night, it's going to look really terrible. 
okay, he's not like good, but he's better than what they have. How the fuck did they just not bring Mello back? Like, it, he would at least could he at least theoretically is a shooter. Like, he, I know he's off and on now, but like he was their he was best okay. role player last yeah. year. I thought he was good last year, and it's like he just didn't like. And there's the workout videos of the gyms or whatever, so it's not like he doesn't want to play in the NBA. It's not like he retired. It's like why did they not bring Mello back? Like I don't know because they did this entire identity shift. Where they're like, we're gonna get young athletic guys around AD and LeBron. We're gonna run. We're gonna we're gonna try to defend, and just none of it is gonna work against the best teams in the NBA. It's just not going none to. Of it, when is it gonna work against the bad teams? In the NBA? <laughs> <laughs> okay, maybe maybe Tell- none, maybe none of it is ever gonna work. The Orlando Magic are gonna cook the hell out of the Lakers. Like, what are you talking about? Oh, so so. I went on record. I think I had them as my nine or ten seed. I can't remember, but I had them in the play-in. And okay, let's just say theoretically they make the the rush trade. Because like my thing with the rust thing is like Russ didn't even play terrible last night for Russ. Correct. And the the issue isn't even the Russ fit. It's the fact that he's the only contract that they can trade. To make the team better, no one wants to pay him for the rest of the year $44 million. So you have to give up the two picks. Like, is there a Jazz trade, Pacers trade, Spurs trade, So whatever? I know why that they want to make the – well, I know why they want Miles Turner and Buddy healed. It's because so they can become the really, really, really shitty Milwaukee Bucks because Darvin <laughs> Ham's the coach now. Like, Miles Turner plays the Brook role and – Buddy Heald becomes basically Grayson Allen. We have sure. Anthony, da- Anthony Davis and LeBron like coagulating together to form like a, a fake Giannis, a fake Giannis, fake Chris Middleton combo. And uh, yeah, you get the really shitty Milwaukee Bucks that go uh, don't win games, but they at least look more like a functional basketball team. They definitely make more sense. I mean, a few months ago, I was like, you kind of just have to do it. Like Miles Turner's a good NBA player. Buddy Heald will be a good fit on the team because they'll put up a ton of shots. And as we said, they have no shooting at all. Like, it makes sense. But the risk of putting those two first-round picks in a trade to make yourself, like, even that team to me, like, unless LeBron and AD, like, AD looked enough like himself last night, and LeBron, maybe he'll care a little bit more on defense and be a little bit more locked in. Maybe... If they make that trade, it will kind of like revamp the team. Everyone kind of falls into place now. Patrick Beverly is your fourth or fifth best player. Your bench guys are just like guys who are you're relying to start, like Kendrick Nunn and Thomas Bryant and all these guys just coming off the bench. Dennis Schroeder. Maybe the team will make a little bit more sense. But at the same time, I still look at that team and I'm like, unless LeBron and AD or LeBron and AD. That's still like a seven seed ceiling to me, like the yeah. the best play in team, maybe six seed if everything goes right. Yep, that's why it's like, yeah, uh, it would make a functional basketball team. You're still not a title contender, but and you're gonna give up your future to do what? To give LeBron one last shot at this? It doesn't even really seem like LeBron gives a fuck. He wouldn't have resigned if he actually gave a fuck. Yeah, that was the most insane thing I'd ever... I mean, obviously, he's just basically kicking the can around until Bronny gets in the NBA. Sure. But it's just like, if you cared about winning, you know for a fact there's a team that had a max salary slot until they traded for Donovan Mitchell that would have 
<laughs> gladly taking you back and you fit that team perfectly yeah for one last ride like what i don't under like windhurst was already doing the 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 uh the so that's pretty interesting uh yeah about going back to cleveland and then lebron resigned for the max and it's just like why oh so you don't care about winning you just want to be a movie star it's, it's like, all right it's cool. it's either the bill simmons theory and the bill simmons theory by the way Bill talked a lot of people into taking that over. I don't know who ever, like, he convinced people to take the over because he was, okay, so Bill does this thing, and I'll talk about this a little bit later when we talk about the Sixers, but Bill does this thing where sometimes he has inside information, but he's not allowed to say anything, so he'll just pretend like it's his take, and he does this a lot, and he did it. With the Lakers, where he was like that, I think their their over under was like forty three. Like it was way higher than I expected. Uh, I remember t- smashing the under. That was one of my locks on our over under podcast we did. I was like, "There's no way the Lakers are winning in the mid forties. This team sucks." Like with LeBron and AD's health, absolutely not. But Bill kept saying on the podcast, "They're gonna trade." They, they when he resigned that contract, there 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 must have been an agreement that they're gonna trade those two first along with Russ and get back role players that will fit better. And between LeBron and AD, maybe AD has a little bit of a comeback season. They have more role players. 44.5 was their over-under, as Taylor just pointed out to me. Yeah, 44.5? You think this team could win 45 fucking games? Are you kidding me? They suck. What's, what's also fucking chaos about this whole idea is if you just trade Miles Turner or for Miles Turner and Buddy Heald, which is the offer that is still on the table from the Pacers last sure. I heard. Uh, it was... It's just like, yeah, but you've had no practice to practice the bud scheme, like, or, sure. which I, I assume you'll play drop with Miles Turner. I mean, Miles Turner is probably a little bit switchier than Brook Lopez is, but but he can play drop. He's mostly a drop yeah. center, yeah, yeah. But like the other t- guys of the team haven't really played drop, and it's just be like, I like eighty. It's like chaos, and it's just like, oh yeah, we're gonna we're just gonna fix the bud scheme as soon as we get uh, Buddy healed Miles Turner. It's like, and that's what I didn't I get is like, okay, so you don't want to lock yourself into that trade. Why are you even pretending to try to make this Westbrook thing work? Everyone knows, like, I don't think Westbrook makes them actively better. I mean, I think over over the long term of this season, last night he's going to the press conference. Did you see his quote after the game? LeBron? No. Well, oh. I do want to get to the LeBron quote as well. But oh, the Westbrook, like, I injured my hamstring because I because uh, I came off the, the bench. Yeah, it's. The, I mean, do you remember oh, what he my said? My hamstring. I I was sitting remember, on the bench too long. What the fuck? Do you remember what he said last year when he was got benched in the fourth quarter? He said he had a back injury from sitting on the bench in the fourth quarter. <laughs> like labor hero, he's gonna sue yeah, the Lakers yes, and GD Bus. Uh, noted <laughs> noted NBA player getting injured for not playing basketball, like. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's having the John Wall injury where he like yeah. tore his Achilles at his house or whatever. Yeah, felt, yeah or whatever. Or just like uh, the God give me tougher battles, like the only way. 